Welcome back, Cal listeners. This is Methodical Millions, episode 36. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. Cal, it's US Thanksgiving at the time of this episode. So why don't we talk about what we're thankful for? I always say, be thankful for what you have in life as a general mantra. What are your thoughts on that? Holidays aside, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for being healthy. I'm thankful for being safe. I'm thankful for having the opportunity to live in times like these that give me all these options and ability to create something out of myself. I'm thankful for family. And this might sound very cheesy, but I'm thankful to be able to do this podcast because it's just wonderful to share what I admire and what I'm passionate about with everyone. Yeah. Being thankful is super important, I find, because sometimes something doesn't go your way. Like in any business, I always say there's more than one right answer for things because things won't always go your way. There's always a plan A, plan B. And when you think something's a sure thing, that's usually when it's not. So being thankful is a good perspective, in my opinion, for being able to give yourself a grounded sense of self. And you want to strive for things, but you don't want to let it consume you if it doesn't go your way. You want to still be a whole person and have a good sense of self, whether or not that thing happens. Whether you get that job, whether you change careers, whether something works out personally, financially, or in any way, it would be great, but it doesn't make you. You are what makes you. And I think having that perspective is super important. I couldn't agree more. The happiest time of my life is the time that I start to become grateful and thankful for what I have. In a way, I always have been. That's the way I've been raised, just be happy and grateful for what you have. But because growing up, I was incredibly competitive to the point that even if I overachieve and do something great, because I know I can do it better, I never appreciated what I have achieved in terms of grades in school, in terms of achievements growing up, in terms of my career was never 100% happy because I know that I've done a good job, I could have done better. And thinking that I could do better made me miserable for the majority of that time. The moment I realized that there's so much opportunity out there and my competitiveness could actually turn into something big, I really started appreciating what I actually have. I promise you that was the moment that I actually felt incredibly relieved. Stress levels have dropped, way more motivated than I've ever have been, and actually started to achieve more because of it. It's just completely psychological, but it shows how much that can affect your mentality and your behavior towards your own life. Yeah, I'm curious about what you're saying. So you mentioned that you were miserable. Was it because of maybe others' expectations of you or your expectations of yourself? Or was it how you thought people saw you? It's almost an introspective question, but I'm just wondering, what did you realize was the wrong way of thinking? How do you now keep that from seeping in and reverting back to that? What do you think is different this time? If I have to pick one thing that I've actually changed and that actually really made the big difference is that my entire life, I always used to compare myself to others. 
So throughout my school, I always had good grades. But there's always someone out there who did better than I did. And for that reason, I thought I was maybe lagging behind. And I kept comparing myself to others. And I'm thinking, what else can I do to get better? So I started doing a lot of extracurricular activities. And I know compared to the average student, I was way ahead in terms of doing extracurricular activities, having excellent grades. But then again, someone who's out there would be better. And then I would be looking at them, not being jealous at all, but I would motivate myself saying, if they can do this, why can't I? I need to improve myself. People used to say, you're doing great. I would say, no, I'm not doing great. And I would compare myself to others. The moment I realized that I just need to compare myself to myself and not look at others, I can look at others to motivate me, but they have their own lives, their own circumstances, their own opportunities that they may have that I didn't have, or I might have that they don't have. So that's when I realized that I'm going to go at my own pace and I'm going to focus on what I need to do without looking at others. And that's what shifted my mentality. And automatically, it just reduced my stress levels. I was overweight. I used to get skin breakouts a lot. I couldn't sleep very well. So all of that has changed the moment that I've decided, you know, I'm just going to do me. And I know I can be great. I'm going to get to where I want to be. I'm not going to compare myself to others. There's one point in my life that I thought, I'm not going to be successful until I have a PhD. And even though I enjoy education, I believe education is key. In the traditional sense, my thoughts on education might have changed in terms of actually going to school and university, getting a master's, getting a PhD. It doesn't mean that me not having a degree or PhD makes me a lesser person or a less motivated person. Good examples of that is seeing people out there that are succeeding in life, doing things that are amazing. Some people might have never thought were possible, and they're doing it with no degrees even. So a degree is not a measure of your success. That really opened my eyes to things. Be happy for what you have. You have that opportunity right in front of you. So go get it. And just don't think of what others are thinking of you. That's another one. As long as I'm not harming anyone else, I'm just focusing on my own self. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. And what I wanted to ask about, how do you measure stress? Because stress is almost a slow killer where it could have a compounding effect. And I think we're inherently designed to handle stress. But the one where we're constantly stressed, I think, is the dangerous one where we don't realize our habits or actions or mental state are having a profound effect. So I wanted to get your opinion on stress. And then as a follow-up, I think part of a lot of people's stress comes from who sets the goalposts in life. And I wanted to touch on that after because I think in finding your purpose, that journey is the key to discovery. And once you're thankful, I would say, where does your mind go after you are thankful, after you have that sense of self? And where do you direct your energy towards? And I'm not talking about the acute stress that happens to everyone, but what does your day look like? Are you drinking water? Are you sleeping well? Are you exercising? Are you around good people who are good for your soul? Do you have good mentors in your life? There are things that won't change. The sun rises every day. When's the last time it hasn't? And that is a constant. So 
what are the constants you can bring in your life that are good that you know have a net benefit to your life and will help you get to your goals. And that's why I really believe in deciding what's important to you. What are those goalposts? And I think that's the biggest fallacy in the modern education system besides the whole pyramid scheme of having to pay your way to a degree that has diminishing value. We've touched on that, but how are you supposed to know what you want to do at 18 and be glued to that for 40 years? That's absurd. And I think that absurdity is what led me on my journey, knowing that it is so crazy. There has to be, even if it's wrong, another way to do it that's at least my own. That's what essentially framed my thinking early on when I had left school and super thankful I made that choice in life and did not regret it. That was very instrumental in who I am today. And that decision is not something that you'll know is the right decision at the time you're making it. That's what I want people to keep in mind. So opportunity is not transparent. It's not, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to get. So things being uncertain, you don't know the full gravity or impact of your decisions, your investments, your choices in life. But the more thankful you are and the more true to yourself you are, you will build your sense of self. And that will compound, in my opinion, into the direction you want to go into. And you'll really know who you are. And people will stand and say, that person has their stuff together. They have goals. They have a purpose. That's essentially how I see it. So back to the stress thing. How do you quantify stress? What do you think about that topic? How do you know if you're in a situation that's not healthy? And how do you know you want to change? Well, from a personal perspective, I realize it in my eating habits, my sleeping patterns, which again, sounds very generic, but that's actually very true because these are necessary elements of survival. The fact that I'm always consumed in the past two to three years with trying to be around people that I find to be better than I am and I can learn from is hugely motivational for me. And it consumes most of my thoughts. And by surrounding myself with those people, it gives me an idea that I'll actually be where I need to be in two, three, four years from now. It actually gets me excited and happy. So naturally, I would sleep better and I would find that I eat better and I would use my time more efficiently because of it. So I think surrounding yourself with people that you love, that you feel that can help you develop yourself is immense. You can always learn something new from someone out there because that ego is not going to help you. Just take it in and use it. It's going to only benefit you. And with the potential that's out there and just realizing that potential is right in front of you, at least to me, that was also something that really made me happy and genuinely smile. And that was life-changing. Yeah, so when it comes down to it, knowing what your goals are, how do you think that has an effect on your mental health and your stress levels and who you are as a person? And to know what that journey is going to look like and what you're going to aspire towards, is that on its own enough? Or what do you think has the biggest effect on your mental health or changing who you are as a person? The way I look at it is that I set a goal for myself that five years, I'm going to be at a certain point in my life. Because I have the opportunity to get there in the next five years, 
And all it takes from me is doing one thing a day or two things to get there to me is almost euphoric in terms of feeling because to get to that point would make me happy. It's a place that I want to be in. I can get there, but it'll take time. And five years is not a long time, not at all. The fact that knowing that I will get there, even if it's very ambitious, I'll get close to it just genuinely brings me joy inside and that automatically reduces my stress levels. When someone's stressed, they say, just breathe in, relax, go to your happy place. So all those psychological thoughts is going to your happy place is basically what's happening here. My happy place is my destination five years from now. And the fact that it's not an impossible place to get to and knowing that there are others who have made it, maybe even less time, means that I'm not being ridiculous here. That alone just makes me smile. It makes me happy. If I just put my head down and focus and work hard, that makes me genuinely smile. That's my happy place. And that's setting the goal that you want to. I think the main thing that helped me is I take it day by day and make sure that I do what I need to do every day. I don't think to myself, oh, I have five years of doing this to get to where I need to be. I just think today I need to do this. And then the day after, again and again and again. And before you know it, a year has passed. And then it becomes a habit. So that's my personal view on the matter. Yeah, it's an interesting topic because you've got that goal and then you have to have the hands-on view. They are different things. So you have to be able to know which is which. And how do you think you keep track of your day-to-day and I guess winding down, how do you know after a year out of five, you've seen progress? What's your measurement to know that you're well on your way or you need to make some adjustments? How do you think about that? So when I take it day by day, I track what I do. Because I have a destination, I need to know what I've done and how far I've come, how I've progressed so far. I track what I do, but I try not to look back too much. So I don't look back until a certain period. So maybe once a month or once a quarter, I would go back and measure what I've done. So I look back and I would see, am I on track? I try to calculate and see, okay, this put me at a pace of this. And at this pace, it'll take me this long to get where I need to be. I'm lagging. I would see maybe what caused the lag, maybe if I missed something. And being able to identify that would be helpful in trying to improve or change things in the future. I try not to be too consumed with the data I collect. So I would collect it, log it, but not look at it every single day. Whether it was my weight loss journey or my investments or business I'm doing, I try to log everything I can. Even my expenses I log. So now if I need to know how much I need to save, how much I can put away each month, I think by tracking what you're doing gives you a good image of what it looks like. Is it looking promising? Do you need more time? Do you need more money? Do you need more effort? Whatever it takes. Because when you track things and you look back, you actually see the building blocks of the home you're trying to build. But you don't lay a brick and then you stand back and then go and lay a brick again and then stand back and just look back for 10 minutes. You lay 10, 20, 30, 100 bricks and then you take a step back and say, okay, so this looks straight, but I need to move this a bit. I need to make sure that I have room for the door, make sure that this is for the front yard. You reassess as you go. 
but not on a daily basis. Don't obsess over what you're doing as long as you're able to track it and you have the data to look back on. Yeah, it's a fantastic analogy, actually, because it crystallizes what a project or endeavor looks like. And although I haven't built a home, I totally get what you're saying. And there's a back and forth of what's the overall goal and what are the steps? How am I doing? And why is being thankful important? I think because the process of learning inherently has mistakes. It's going to have things that you didn't think of and don't beat yourself up over it, but learn as you go and you're going to retain that knowledge. That's how you get smarter. That's how you get more well-rounded and that's how you move forward in life. So awesome words, Cal. Glad to hear what you're thankful for. And hopefully 2020, as we wind down, you made the most of it. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any things you're thankful for or want to share anything, give us a shout. So with that said, let's wrap up today's episode. That was Methodical Millions, episode 36. If you'd like to follow future episodes, you can find us at methodicalmillions.com or info at methodicalmillions.com for episode feedback. Thanks, everyone.